Hello and welcome to the Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Kroll, and this is episode number 20 of the Imagineer Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about Disney soundtracks. More specifically, what our favorite Disney soundtracks are between the animated Disney movies, the live-action Disney movies, and of course, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. Wouldn't be complete without including those three as well. I brought back onto the show two guests you may recognize from previous episodes who definitely wanted to contribute to this conversation, as well as a new guest who did an amazing job of contributing some new ideas to this episode as well. Uh, As always, I'll come back at the end of the show and tell you a little bit more about how you can contribute to the future of the Imagineer podcast and how you can continue the conversation about Disney soundtracks across all of our social media channels. So grab some headphones, pull up your favorite armchair and enjoy this week's episode of the Imagineer podcast. So we're gathered around the table again, and for some reason I decided to bring Joanna and Jen back onto the podcast by popular demand. Yes! (laughs) This episode, though, we're moving from food, although we do have food at the table, to talking about Disney soundtracks. Mm -hmm. Started this by thinking maybe we would do Disney songs, but decided on soundtracks instead. Uh, Disclaimer, if you hear any dogs whining or panting, that is not me. That is not Jen or Joanna or Sarah, who I'll also introduce in a second. Uh, but it is one of Jen's three dogs, one of whom is named Rocket, who I absolutely adore, who's a lot like Rocket the Raccoon. Uh, or the rabbit, we're not sure. Or the rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Silly rabbit. Uh, and then we have a Dalmatian here as well, and then the little Kara, who's just sleeping over in the corner. Yeah. So I'll, I'll try to edit out any loud dog barks so that none of you have to deal with that if you're uh, listening with headphones. But as I said, we're here to talk about Disney soundtracks, and so I want to welcome back again Jen and Joanna. Hey! Thank you. Nice to thank have you, you back. And then, as I said, we do have a new friend with us, Sarah. Hello. Welcome, Sarah. Hi. And uh, Sarah, I do uh, have to ask you, because I ask all my new guests this question or this series of questions to get uh-huh. you know a little bit better as a Disney fan. Um, so I want to start by asking, especially because we're talking about soundtracks, what's your favorite Disney movie? Favorite Disney movie is always going to be The Lion King. Nice choice. Always going to be The Lion King because we had that VHS tape after it came out in theaters and me and my sisters watched it every day, quoted it along with the movie verbatim, and we fought <laughs> over who was going to be which character. <laughs> And if one person was Simba, then the other one was like, well, I'm young Simba. Well, then I'll be grown up Simba. (laughs) I'm going to be Nala. I'll be grown up Nala. Show the timeline. (laughs) So, yeah, Lion King's going to always, always going to be my favorite just for the, uh, the fact that it's something that me and my sisters grew up with and it's one of those childhood memories that I cling to a lot. That's my favorite Disney movie. So I totally agree with you. Um, What about your favorite Disney park? That one's kind of hard, but I'm going to go with uh, Epcot. Epcot's yeah. my favorite. Animal Kingdom's a close second, but Epcot's my favorite just for the uh, the World Showcase and um, oh, another one on Epcot. Planet uh, Spaceship Earth, and then just everything else that's there. Yeah. Do you have a favorite Disney attraction? <coughs> this one's a hard one. That one's a hard one. Right now, Pandora. The Flight of Passage. That Flight of Passage. Yeah. That one's yeah. yeah. That one's sitting up there right at the top. That's probably my favorite too right now. 
but who doesn't love that ride? Careful, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you're going to get some angry tweets about that. I hate Flight of Passage. I have not gotten a single <laughs> no. one of those. They, they hate the three-hour wait to get on to Flight that, of Passage. That yes. I have heard. They come I off have, weeping. <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> we need to video these, by the way. <laughs> It's one thing to have the recording for the audio, but the video is a different story. <laughs> Jen and I have some ideas about videos that we could, like, shopping through Disney Springs. <laughs> Watch Jen blow her entire paycheck. I'll, I'll do, like, a live event where people can come and join us and just watch Jen and Joanna <laughs> shop around Disney Springs. That's going to happen. The rest of us right. will sit back and talk about our favorite Disney rides, our favorite <laughs> Disney shows, favorite Disney movies, etc. Um <laughs> But let's actually get to talking about our favorite Disney soundtracks. This one was really a tough list. I think a lot of us <laughs> spent some time preparing for this one. Why did um, you have to look at me when you said that? Because so, <laughs> you were freaking out when you were, when, I, when we talked about this this episode. You're like, I don't know if I could do it, uh, but I didn't either. And I was happy to come up with a, a list of ten. Um, so I think we could do this in kind of any order. But I figured that we would uh, maybe work from. Your number ten to your number one, or however you just however you organize this. I organize it a little bit differently, so I'll I'll go a slightly different route. Um, but I guess we'll start with Joanna. Oh man, <laughs> he was looking at Jen too. Do the fake out. Yeah. What is your number ten favorite Disney soundtrack? Uh, the Aristocats soundtrack. Nice. I feel Classic. like yeah, you know, growing up in the nineties. You just you just gotta love it, and I love cats. So that really like it's helps. not a '90s movie by any means. I know, means. but when I grew up in the '90s, mm-hmm. when I was it was young. like 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just it just felt like it. <laughs> it just felt like it was a. <laughs> Jen, don't spit out your drink. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> just the way you said it was really funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like. Not a lot of people like that movie, but it's I underrated. Like, yeah, I feel like it is underrated. Like that song, it's very jazzy. Where everybody wants to be a cat. Yep. And that's just yeah. It, was, it makes me really happy to listen to that. The movie was just a classic. Marie, and all the other characters that I don't remember. There you go. Yeah. Sarah's got it. Yeah. Thank goodness Sarah's here, otherwise I don't know. I would sound like a fool. And you've got Thomas O'Malley. Oh O'Malley the Alley Cat. That's right. Yeah. It's very jazzy. I love that soundtrack. It's nice. You know that voice actor for Thomas O'Malley? I don't. He did. Another character too. I don't know. Wait, who does he sound like? Blue, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, Sarah's got it. Sarah's got it. Blue. Sarah is my new favorite guest on the show. (laughs) Thanks, honey. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Obviously, my wife gets preference with everything. (laughs) You're my favorite person. Fine. If I have to take that one. Oh, this just turned into a family (laughs) podcast. Um, All the married people out there are like, yeah, we get it. <laughs> totally understand. Honestly, where you're coming from, but I like that. Aristocats is a good a good starting point for us. Um, Jan, how about you? Uh, Brave is Ooh. my number ten. Yeah. I, I forgot about Brave. Yeah, I I loved the soundtrack when I first heard it. So the song "Touch the Sky" 
when it, you know, first originally yeah. opens and she's going through, like, the whole, mm-hmm. it's my one day where I can't be a princess. It's actually one of the songs I run to a lot. Mm. So it's just, like, motivating. And I, I just like the story of Brave. And it's not your typical Disney soundtrack because it was a lot of that, you know, Scottish area type of music. So it was a new way of kind of just introducing me to different soundtracks. So, yeah, I like Brave for number 10. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. The rest of the songs are really good, but I like I like Touch the Sky. I'm going to have that in my head now. No, no, no. Or we could just play it. We just play it. Yeah. <laughs> Not now. Though. I'll play it on the on the podcast episode. See? Here you go. Sorry, Diz. Dizzy. <laughs> the dogs have come to join His the podcast. His favorite movie for number 10 is 101 Dalmatians. He is a Dalmatian. <laughs> uh, that's what he's trying to say. <laughs> his, uh, is his favorite song, um, Cruella de Vil? No, I would not say that he enjoys that song. Um, well, I was making fun of Cruella DeVille, so that's Yeah, that's, that's that. true, but he's not a fan of Cruella. No, I think no. I think Dizzy's favorite song from that soundtrack would be the Canine Crunchies commercial jingle. <laughs> 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 he would sit and watch it quite often. Anything has to do with food. Uh, rockets on guard, looking at something out there. Okay. You'll just hear occasionally, occasionally us playing with the dogs over here. <laughs> Keeping them company. Um, Sarah, what about you? What's your number 10? Number 10 would be Atlantis. Oh my wow. god! Wow. Yeah, that's that's a that's a movie nobody really talks about. Anymore. No, like the You're only right. reason a lot of people are starting to bring it back up, which is ironic because of the fact that the rest of my soundtracks will be all from Marvel. Is the I'm guy that surprised. plays Spider Man, Tom Holland? He made the comment one time in an interview he he could be in any live action remake, it would be of Atlantis, and he would want to play Milo. So that got me to go back and re-listen to the entire soundtrack, and that, that soundtrack's awesome. I saw that in an interview, and I thought that was such an interesting answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this he's not planning a live action of that. Nah. But, but maybe they will now. It would be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they'll have Tom Holland be Milo. Milo. <laughs> of course. Yeah. But yeah, Atlantis, Atlantis has got a soundtrack that I really like. It was, it's one of those ones that you don't really hear in any other Disney movie, just because of the, uh, the whole atmosphere of Atlantis being this other whole civilization that just gets rediscovered so everything just sounds different and otherworldly. Yeah. No, I like it. Yeah. Well, I feel like we've had some good answers, so I think I need to step up the game as well with an interesting first one. Um, so I did this list a little bit differently in terms, in terms of like my, my most favorite for this, my most favorite for this, my most favorite for this. Um, so I'll start with the most like random one, which is my favorite seasonal Soundtrack. Oh, okay. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Well, that was going to be on my list, but I, yeah. Yeah. I guess it's on your list. <clears throat> it's on my list. <laughs> See, my sister and I, I mean, we, we grew up listening to, watching all the Disney movies like The Lion King and listening to all the soundtracks. Um, well, with the movie, we didn't just break, break out CDs and listen to it. And maybe in the car we did. <laughs> um, CDs. <laughs> I a Walkman. I, yeah. <laughs> I did have a Walkman. Um... Yeah, we would listen to... We, we used to love this movie. Um, I mean, I love how it has great songs like What's This? Kidnap the Sandy Claus. You have... Um, I like Jack's Obsession and Jack's Lament. Mm-hmm. Those are two good ones. Um, of course, you have Oogie Boogie's song. Sally. Sally. Sally's song. Sally's song is the only one that I'm not like in love with in that soundtrack. Okay. But Is this the part where I say I really never watched Nightmare Before Christmas? <gasps> wow. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's a, it's an that. it's an eighty minute movie. It's easy to digest. Yeah, I, I've seen it. Like I've caught it when it's on, when it's playing. I've just never sat through the whole thing. And I also, I mean, <clears throat> oh, also this is Halloween, the starting song. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch it during Halloween. Yeah, you do. That's the best time to watch it. Yeah. Or Christmas. Between Halloween and Christmas, 
Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) And I also love how it inspired Haunted Mansion Holiday, which Mm -hmm. is like the best overlay of any Disney attraction. Yeah. Um, Which I did have a a podcast episode about that. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, a a really great, um, a really great movie. Obviously, you know, it's Tim Burton. It's a very unique Disney movie. Um, But since you guys all stepped up with amazing first soundtrack answers that are so clever I had to I had to step up I think I had the weakest one in room in round one but um, <laughs> nah, nah I don't think there's ever gonna be a weak soundtrack oh that's true it's that's true coming from Disney excellent point that's yeah. an excellent point um <laughs> alright let's go around again Joanna what's your number nine up Ooh. yeah I mean up is in my top ten I don't know any names of songs in up but I love all the sounds that I hear. Yeah. It's on yeah. my list, so I'll get to it. It's like, <clears throat> it's so calming. And it's, it's a beautiful, like, story that they make with these sounds. And you're just like, wow, I get it. Ah, I love that. But it's still my number nine, because I have a lot more ahead of that. I just like Up because Up never really had like a song, like a standout song, like you said. Like yeah. Up was more about like the ambiance of yeah. the movie and the, of the, and the feel of it versus like Not a standout song, like Part of Your World or something. I'm, yeah, that song. Um, or I'm not gonna say a whole new world, but the other one escaped my mouth. Um, was that a Freudian slip for you? Oh, totally Freudian slip. <laughs> um, but that's like that's the one good thing about that movie. It's all about like enjoying the story versus. Like a sing-along. Mm-hmm. It's like, we always get stuck. I always get into sing-alongs mm-hmm. with Disney movies. So. Yeah, but don't knock the sing-alongs. No, they're great. They're <laughs> wonderful sing-alongs. But I'm saying it's like one of those movies that you're not like out to just watch, just to sing along. Like you're actually right. like engaged in the story. Yeah. I'm going to change my list around because I put up as well. But one of the, I do love, um, <clears throat> it's Michael Giacchino who does the soundtrack for that. He does an awesome job and he does convey a lot of emotion without mm-hmm. a single lyric. And I love when soundtracks do that. Um, Married Life is a great one, is one of the songs, which is obviously their, their marriage sequence. And uh-huh. then the one for me that's hard to listen to that like gives me chills every time is Stuff We Did. And that's the one where he's looking through the scrapbook that At Ellie... the end? Towards the end oh. that Ellie made for him. That one is... That's rough to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know. You know. It brings out all the feels. Yeah. Everyone the feels. Chills. Mm. Chills every time. Yeah. A little teary-eyed. Um, so I'm going to change that answer, because um, I have backups for pretty much every one of these, because I knew that. Yeah. One of you would take some of my answers. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to change my answer for that one. But uh, yeah, it's a great, great number nine. Sound of Matthew typing. Yep. <laughs> I have my secret laptop list that nobody can see. But I did have a backup. Jen, what about you for number nine? Princess and the Frog. That almost went on my list. Yeah. I, I love the song Dig a Little Deeper. Yeah. Because it's just kind of like that upbeat. Madam like, Odie. Yeah. <laughs> Mama Odie, just like I, I, I run to that song a lot, and like one of the coolest memories when we were running in February, they were there, and that song was playing. And you're mm. just like, you just get like it's upbeat, it's happy, like, and it's, it's like the Bayou, like that's just kind of like the Louisiana feel of the movie, and it's I, I, I love that, I love that song, and the soundtrack is, yeah. is good, it's, it's a good solid soundtrack. Is it one of the best Disney movie soundtracks? No, but I think for, you know, holding its own, I think it definitely does. Mm-hmm. I love, yeah, and I love. The, what's the other one that they sing too? Oh, Evangeline. Evangeline. Oh. I love going down the bayou. Going that one will be stuck in my head for yeah. weeks. That was a good one too. <laughs> going down, down the bayou. bayou. I like Evangeline. <laughs> I like dig, a, dig a little deeper and almost there. Yeah. That was almost my ringtone there. for the longest time. Huh. Almost there. 
uh, and she's got a lovely voice, Anika. Yes, understand. she does. A really nice voice. So she certainly does. Yeah, that'd be my nine. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, how about for you, number nine? Uh, this is where I'm going to deviate from the uh, standard Disney list. I love it. You uh, are on the same page with this. Star Wars Rogue One had a killer soundtrack because this time, normally it's John Williams that does all the Star Wars music. Yep. This was not John Williams mm-hmm. because it was a standalone movie from the actual like chronological sequences. It was just one of those pieces real quick to slip in. But the, uh, the soundtrack to Star Wars Rogue One, like... Both the music from in the movie and then the music that they used in a lot of the trailers. Like, you just got... Those kind of soundtracks pull me in. Mm. And they give you the sense of what's going to happen in this movie. And in a lot of the trailers, they had the warning, like, klaxons and sirens going off. And you were just like, oh my god, this is just going to be bad. Just because of how they pull that ambiance into it. And the last... I don't know what the name of the track is, but the last song or that they used uh, at the end of the movie when Vader shows up on the ship and just starts laying waste to everybody. Then you see the the part at the end where it slips into Star Wars A New Hope with Leia getting the plans. Like, that whole, like, heaviness going straight into something super light. Like, it's just, it's one of those things that Star Wars music just, I don't know, it provokes, like, this really weird chill. But it's, it's one of those ones that just... It's like it's motion provoking, like the uh, like, like the up sound track. There's not a single lyric in any of these songs, but it's the way that it's composed with the high notes, the low notes, everything in between, and layered, and then the flow of it. Yeah. So Rogue Rogue One's gonna be my number nine for uh, soundtracks. Yeah, sir. I love that you said that answer because I had thought about putting Rogue One on my list. Um, and I'm actually looking at the soundtrack now, and I can't remember which one it was. It could be uh, Jin Arso and Hope Suite. Yeah, I believe so. Or the Imperial Suite. It's, it's I think, one of those two. I'm just looking in the order of the list. Um, but I did have a category for Star Wars by itself, and I put Force Awakens. Yeah. Uh, I almost put Rogue One, but for the opposite reason, because it's John Williams, and it was the first Star Wars movie under the Disney realm of creating new Star Wars movies that he composed... Mm-hmm. Um, and I love how it had, just like the movie itself, it had the old, oh, what? You guys are popping your heads. <laughs> <laughs> we, we both had a song in our head. <laughs> we interrupt this message for Jen and Joanna bobbing their heads around as I'm talking about Force Awakens. Um, We're quiet. Yeah. No, no, that's true. I had to just mention it. <laughs> no, I loved... Um, I loved how it took, just like the movie, it takes a lot of the old themes of the original Star Wars, but then you add to it, you have Rey's theme. Um, Torn Apart is such a great song um, with the iconic scene with uh, Ben Solo Mm -hmm. and Han Solo. Um, Those of you who haven't seen it, I won't spoil what happens there. But that's a great great song. Um, And the one with, oh, I forgot the one, the name of the song. I'll have to look it up. Um, but with uh, the Star just, uh, the Star Killer Base, I think that might be the name of the song. It's the yeah. one where they, they know the weapon is created and done. Um, that one's a very powerful song. Uh, but I, I love how it's it's still John Williams. It's iconic. You know exactly that it's a Star Wars movie. But then you have these new layers to it with uh, the new characters, <clears throat> including Ray and BB-8 um, and everyone else. So jumping around my list a little bit, that was my favorite Star Wars soundtrack, um, at least for the new Star Wars movies. Um, which we only have three right now. I have to still have to listen to Solo, but I, I don't. Um, I typically don't listen to soundtracks until after I see the movie. Yeah, me too. 
So, otherwise, it could spoil something. Sometimes the titles are like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what they were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> this is when Luke finds out that he's. <laughs> now, Darth Vader is his father. <laughs> that's a very long title for that song. <laughs> Luke's dad. Wonder where that's coming in. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> yep. Anyway, good round two. Um, Joanna, what's your number eight? Hercules. 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 You see, growing up in the 90s. <laughs> now this is appropriate. <laughs> I love. He didn't grow up in the 70s. <laughs> Aristocats I watched as a child. I but it was brand new in theaters. <laughs> brand new in theaters. She doesn't tell you she's one of the doctors. <laughs> of course. No, Hercules. 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 <laughs> I knew Jen was going to do that. Yep. Sorry. It was in my mind, so. <laughs> um, yeah, one of my, I mean, they have, Hercules has some of my favorite songs. I mean, I, was, I forgot the name of it. I know it now, but I forgot, forgot the name right before we started recording the podcast. I said, what's the name of that song that I like from Hercules? And I heard, like, <laughs> Jen say one thing, Sarah say another thing, Matt say one other thing. And I'm like, no, those are all really good, but that's not the one I was thinking of. And it, the one I was thinking of was Go the Distance. Yeah. Well, that's the iconic song. I know, but not the Michael Bolton <coughs> version of it. The one that's actually... The Michael Bolton version's so good. It's so It's Disney Soul from the 90s. I know. Classic 90s. <laughs> the end credit scenes, you have the famous pop artists come on and yeah, you have them sing them. Yeah. I know, but I still Always love the it. In the movie version. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> this is random. <laughs> what is I swear to God. Right? My side comments to myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's well, it? I, I guess I really interrupted you and took away your flow. <laughs> you were saying you love I Can Go to Distance, but not the Michael Bolton version, and then I interrupted with the Michael Bolton version saying it was great, and then we got off track. Jen said boys to men. Boys to men, that's Sarah right. Laughing at it. Yep. <laughs> that's from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah. See, we will get to that. Will we? Is that a question mark? Maybe. That's Joanna's most famous phrase of the podcast. We will get to that. We will get to that. If you listen that. back to any show, we will get to that. <laughs> it's close to when I say we're going to do that in a future show, because I say that a lot, too. <laughs> a lot of future shows. Apparently, I'm popular enough yeah. to be on multiple podcasts, and I actually have a catchphrase. Yep. We will get gonna, to that. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Seriously, one of these days. I'll wear that. Mark my words. Hashtag, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So yeah, Hercules, num- my number eight. Number eight. Very good. Jen? Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. Ooh, I love these answers. Yes. I was expecting such a different podcast episode than this, and I'm loving it. I love... I See, I did... Unlike Sarah, who went Star Wars, I, I'm not... I'm sorry. I'll say it. I'm not a Star Wars fan. I enjoy them, but I'm not like you. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I said that with so it's much right. disdain. No. It's... I, I, I enjoy okay. the movie. Not everyone can love like, everything. I can, it's fine. But I'm not I get like... It. It. I get it. Yeah. It's, it's not something I, mean, that I don't I really get it. With, so... It's, I never grew up with it. I never... Yeah. had like someone that like introduced it to me so I came into the game really late with Star Wars so same. I never you know, like I never got the hype yep same, you know um, so most of my answers are pretty much you know straight up Disney animation not anime because that's different <laughs> Disney um, anime we Disney will get to that we will that. get to that <laughs> but I love the fact that Wreck-It Ralph takes all those arcade games that you grew up with like mm-hmm. console games and puts it in like movie soundtrack format 
and I, I, I love like going on there and hearing the Street Fighter theme playing in the background and like, but it's not the actual arcade game. It's like their remix version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Owl City's When Can I See You Again is like constantly on song. my playlist. I love that song, that remix. The Sugar Rush theme song. I don't know. I love the Sugar Rush theme song. When they when he goes into Sugar Rush, like into the car game, and it's like, Daga, 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 Sugar Rush. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> it's completely made up, but I, I love it. So, yeah, I, I wreck it, Ralph, on, on number eight for me. That's a song that gets stuck in your head, too. It was my ringtone right after almost there. <laughs> oh, my God. I think Playing it's actually my ringtone right now. <laughs> I'm excited for the next movie. Yes. Uh, I can't Ralph wait. The internet. I can't Ralph wait. breaks the internet. Well, yeah, because he literally breaks the internet. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for that movie to come out. They got such a good lineup coming. I think Dizzy's excited about it, too. Dizzy's super jazzed about Racket Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's he's voicing his opinion. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's all right. As long as they don't bark yeah, and break the ears off of the listeners. Yeah. Though I promise you won't hear any barking. <laughs> One way or another, we'll go back and edit it out. Uh, Sarah, how about you for number eight? I'm going to go completely old school. Bambi. Oh, oh my God. Bambi. These are such awesome answers. What? Bambi. How do you like that? I don't think I've listened not to the Bambi not, soundtrack. Not the movie, like, it's the soundtrack because if you, like, there's, again, it's another one of those ones. There's not a single lyric. Yeah. Not a single lyric, but it's the way that, again, the, compo- the, the composing of the actual songs, like, when he's playing around with Thumper and Flower. Like, like you get that happy little vibe that they bring in with, like, the, uh, like, I think it's, like, flutes and other, like, wind And do you feel utterly depressed when Bambi's mom when dies? When Bambi's mom dies, you... Spoiler alert! That movie is, like, 70 years old. Oh, yeah. yeah. Growing up in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Next hashtag. Yeah, and then even just, like, when, uh, you know, at the end of the movie, when they're having to deal with the, the fire... Just the way oh, that that yeah. music like builds up, builds up, builds up, and then it's the part where he has to go in and save Feline from the hunting dogs. Like, and it's just the way that the string instruments hit the notes really hard and scratchy. Like, you get like I remember watching that as a kid and being terrified. Not so much of watching, you know, the Bambi Bambi's mom dying was horrible as a child, but it yeah. was like it's horrible when you're an adult too. Yeah, because and then again that goes back to that one question we were asked: What's the one most hated Disney villain like across the board? It's that hunter that kills Bambi's mom. Yeah. Like everybody will agree to that. But watching <laughs> that in part, uh, not so much the in part, but the piece that leads up to you know the transition for Bambi, where it's just like the the fire is going on, all the animals are freaking out, running, and mm-hmm. then you've got. Trying to get out of there on top of the hunting dogs trapping, you know, Feline and him having to fight him off. It's just the way that they composed the music where the strings just went angry with how they were, like, hit. You, it, it free, I remember freaking out as a kid just hearing it. Not so much the visual effects, but it was the visual on top of the audio that it was terrifying. But then going back as an adult, re-listening to everything, you know, and then having a bit of a little bit of a musical background from being in band like you understand now how those layers work and what yeah. it was doing yeah so but yeah I'll, I'll go with ban- the Bambi soundtrack that is such a cool answer that's probably <laughs> <laughs> you keep upping the game Sarah with every single one of these I'm not inviting <laughs> you over anymore <laughs> I live here no no Sarah's my new favorite <laughs> guest on this show so god I had that title for the like most. a week so <laughs> <laughs> you showed up I'm sorry I apologize to any of my previous guests. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so my number eight is 
one that I know eventually everyone's going to probably say this just based on previous conversations, but I think I'm going a slightly different route. Um, so I'm entering into the world of live action and going to Pirates of the Caribbean. There you go. Yes. But um, I think based on the conversation, I actually went a different way. So my favorite is of these is At World's End. Oh, yeah. Um, because it does have a lot of those, you know, early themes of, of Jack Sparrow. Um, and uh, it's Hans Zimmer, who is my currently my favorite composer. Um, I have, you know, the most nostalgia, I'd say, for John Williams. But mm-hmm. Hans Zimmer is hands down my favorite composer. The way he writes music is incredible. Mm-hmm. And I know he didn't write all the music. But, um, you know, Curse of the Black Pearl was an amazing soundtrack. And then At World's End. I felt like was the the height of the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtracks. Um, Like, we start with Hoist the Colors, which is intense in the movie Mm -hmm. by itself, and even just listening back to it is a pretty intense song. Um, It's, he's got the most unique song, it says like multiple jacks, um, or Singapore. Um, At Wood's End is one of my favorites. Um, And then, What Shall We Die For? Um, Oh no, I'm sorry, not that one. I don't think now is the best time. Um, where they're getting married on yeah. the on the ship. <laughs> that one is is intense too. I, I, everything about that soundtrack is incredible, epic. It's Hans Zimmer. It's pirates. It's Disney. It's just and yet I, it's your number eight. Well, it's my most epic soundtrack. Okay. Yes. <laughs> he did them by category. I did my category. Tell anybody about these categories? <laughs> I, I took it a different way. Okay. You all had. I, there's no right or wrong way. Uh-huh. I just I felt it hard to to rank them, so I did. You're them. like ranking. I'm like, oh yeah, because that's easy, and that's why I had my meltdown. <laughs> I just had your top, your 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 ten favorite or top ten Disney soundtracks. You could rank them however you want. So much however you want. And we were. I wanted to give something different too. If I was your favorite, I wouldn't argue as much. But I'm not your favorite right now, so I'm just gonna everything. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. Well, we were very lucky last year. We got to go see Hans Zimmer live. What? Like, oh my was, god, I was waiting for those. He's never done a North American tour. He's done. Concerts in LA. Right. I'm not going to fly to LA just to see a concert, although I have considered it um, for Hans Zimmer. But then he announced a North American tour, and as soon as they went on sale, he was in Radio City, bought the tickets. Oh, it was incredible. like a Wednesday night. Uh, was it? Uh, it was definitely a weekday because yeah. we had to go to work the next day, but it was oh. so worth it. Yep. It but was that's amazing. like an experience. Not only just... did he play all the songs, but I mean, like, and he has he has a lot of songs outside the Disney realm that I love. Yeah. Um, even the DC Universe. The DC movies are made by Hans Zimmer. I'm sorry. Like, the movies themselves are okay. Yeah. Hans Zimmer makes the DC movies. It's the soundtrack half the time that saves the movie. It does. Yeah. It's yeah. in the tank. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. watching Wonder Woman on the plane, mm-hmm. and... Um, well... Because I hadn't seen it yet. And I said it was a great movie, and then Joanna wasn't, wa- wasn't I was, listening, I was, she was watching. I was just watching the movie without listening, and mm-hmm. he was watching and listening, and he said he loved the movie, and I said, that movie was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm like, it must have been Hans Zimmer because the Wonder Woman theme is epic. We just we just jumped off of the Disney bandwagon for a second. Um, But yeah, we did see the concert and we saw the best part was the or one of the best parts was the Lion King. So it's just out of nowhere the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Yep, that part. And it was actually Lebo M, who's the guy who did that, like the real. Voice, the actual singer. The actual singer. Yeah. Stop banging the table. Just came uh, out of the, you know, came out of nowhere, and he's singing, and it was amazing, <laughs> amazing. 
Um, that might have been one of the best parts. I have that on video. I'll show you guys. Oh, that's I have awesome. a few videos of my concert. It was really, really cool. That would be a, that's an experience that you just, yeah, yeah, like yeah. once in a lifetime. Those of you who are listening who do want to see it, it's on my Instagram. So just scroll on my feed. It's, <laughs> it's in there somewhere. It's in there somewhere. All right, let's move ahead to uh, rounds, or not round, number seven, going backwards. <laughs> round number four. Go ahead, Joanna. Round four. My number seven is Pocahontas. Nice. I growing up in the nineties. Growing up in the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to give you a visual, she's like putting her hands on her hips and like almost doing that like cheesy wink with it. She's like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> growing up in the nineties." <laughs> no, no, Pocahontas is you know when I when I was younger and I watched the movie for the first time, I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now. Colors of the Wind. Colors of the Wind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just Beyond. Uh, just Beyond the Ribbon. Yes. You know, I don't remember these names of the songs. I just know that I love them so much. <laughs> That's all that matters. I, oh, it's so good. It's Alan Menken. Yeah. I could, I could replay Colors of the Wind over and over again on my, work, on my way to work. That five-minute commute. I could probably listen to that song about three times. And I love it so much. <laughs> it's a good song. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good soundtrack, too. Yeah. Yes. It's just, yeah, it's it's iconic. Yeah, yeah The Colors of the Wind is just iconic. Yeah. That, that one song really made it for me. But then I love the, the willow tree and just the, the message that everything it, it gives off. It's just so good. Yeah. That's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's, it's a good, good soundtrack. soundtrack. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Jen, you're number seven. Ready for my curveball? Oh, yeah. yeah. I love curveballs. Brother Bear. Yes! Oh. <laughs> Brother a, Bear. Another underrated movie. Yeah, We've really got underrated. Journey to Atlantis. Yeah. We've got Brother this, Bear. This one's underrated, and I have it at seven because, again, the ones that are above it, I think just they just the soundtrack I, I enjoyed better. So, But I feel like Brother Bear, because it was so underrated, never got appreciated for what a fantastic yeah. soundtrack it has. Because wasn't it Phil Collins? It was Phil Collins, oh. who was my favorite composer. Yeah, well... <laughs> Um, for Disney, but he, I mean, the message behind all the songs are great, but because it was Native American, mm-hmm. the way that they do the instruments and the way that they do those instrumental songs in between are really beautifully done. And it just, again, it's like Bambi. It brings you into that story and into that setting. So you could be sitting in the middle of New York City in a New York City apartment and <laughs> put that on and you're you're feeling... All these like the great spirit. The great spirit song is actually one of my favorites. And right in the beginning, when she walks yeah. out and he's getting the totem, and on my way is actually you know with coat with little Coda and him when they're in the bear form. That's just like a great song. So it has a good mix of those iconic songs like Color of the Wind and things like that. And then they also have the good mix of the instrumentals yeah. in between. That just kind of really flows and just makes for a really pretty movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my curveball. Not a lot of people know about Brother Bear. It's kind of yeah. sad. This is the second one I need to add to my Spotify playlist. That yeah. and Bambi. Brother Bear. Yeah, both of those soundtracks. And Dream to Atlantis, actually. Yeah. Three. Three. I, that's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> Sarah, what's your number seven? Mary Poppins. <laughs> going along with this, going back to like the whole You stole like, one of mine, but I love it. Go ahead. Going with the whole like, not the <laughs> Um, the whole, the, you know, the fact that we, we kind of, not so much lost it, but we don't have those movies where we get the sing-along songs anymore, like we were talking about earlier. And Mary Poppins is like one of those ones where as soon as you hear super califragilistic start going, you, you are have to. singing along with you it. You have to. Just to that Sorry, one too. No, you sure. that I'll one, and then uh, you know every, all the songs that are just part of that. And then um, I forget the name of the song now, but it's that really sad one where they're talking about feed the, the pigeons. Birds. Yeah, feed the birds. Feed the birds. <laughs> that one makes me cry every time. Even as a kid, that made me 
so sad. Yeah. But Mary Poppins is, you know, again, another childhood movie that I remember growing up watching because my mom bought the VHS tape. And I think even to still this day, she has the massive, like, 30-some-odd VHS tape collection of, like, every Disney movie she bought for us as kids, and Mary Poppins is one of them. Mm-hmm. Julie Andrews is just... Oh, God. She's iconic. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she is. But, well, yeah. Dean. Dean I, Julie Andrews. Yeah. And I am, <laughs> I am excited right, right. for the Mary Poppins, like, re- revamp that they're doing. Yeah. With, um... Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. And oh, yes. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Well, don't get me started on Lynn. I know. That's another podcast. We will get to that. That's jo- my Joanna's current That's another crush. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my current man crush. Yeah. But I'll, I'll go with Mary Poppins. That's <laughs> a good one, though. Yeah. Rather than change my answer, I'm just going to jump on that one. Um, I changed up, but I'm going to... I can't change Mary Poppins. That, I listed it as my favorite classic mm-hmm. soundtrack um, for those reasons. And it is... Um, that was Rocket sneezing, sorry. That's Rocket sneezing. In case you ever want to know what Rocket sounds like sneezing, that's Rocket sneezing. <laughs> I am <am> <laughs> You should have named one of your dogs Groot. The fourth one will name him Groot. Yeah. Um, but I love all the iconic songs. Part of that is because it's the Sherman Brothers, mm-hmm. who wrote a lot of the classic Disney songs in the parks and in the movies, and I think this is kind of their them at their their finest yeah. quality of, mm-hmm. of music uh of uh, music writing and <clears throat> feed the birds while it is a sad song. Um, it is <clears throat> in the Disney like universe. It's one of those um, like really historic songs because it was, uh, I don't know how many listeners know this, but it was actually Walt's favorite song of well, you know, Mary Poppins came out in the sixties. So this was really close mm-hmm. to when he passed away. Um, and while they were writing it, uh, he just, really felt a personal connection to Feed the Birds and what it meant. It was at the core of the story and everything that he wanted out of the movie. Um, and so on, like, Friday afternoons, Walt would have um, either, you know, they'd probably have Richard Sherman, um, who's one of the Sherman brothers, come into his office, and he'd request to play Feed the Birds in the afternoon. And eventually got to the point where he wouldn't even need to say anything Um you know, Richard would just come in, and you should. Act, anyone who hasn't seen Richard Sherman talk about this, just look it up on YouTube. It's uh, it's like you get chills. Um, so <clears throat> he would have um, Richard come in, and sometimes he would just for a meeting, and he wouldn't even need to say anything at a certain point. And Richard would just go over to the piano in Walt's office and play "Feed the Birds." And then after Walt passed away, Richard continued to go into Walt's office and play "Feed the Birds." Mm-hmm. And then when they had the which. I think it was the 60th at Disneyland. I have to remember. But Richard, again, played Feed the Birds um, in in Disneyland, in the hub. And um, a bird actually flew down onto Richard's piano. And while he was while he was playing, and it eventually flew away. That was Walt. And that was Walt. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, just here. <laughs> Jen's tearing up. Oh, my God. That's it's, really pretty. <laughs> It's really, it's like, it's a really, um, it's a meaningful song in, uh, in the Disney universe. So that is, uh, my, listen, that's my favorite classic. So I'll keep that at, at my, uh, my number seven. I'm totally mm-hmm. going, I had that at number four, so I'm going out of order. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my number seven. Um, all right, we're close to halfway. Joanna, what's your number six? Number six, Wally. Wally. Oh, wow. Wally. Wow. Wally. That's another good one. Like, uh. Yeah. Love, love the feelings. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I put Wally above up. 
um, only because I love the movie Wally a little better than Up right now. Uh, right now, it doesn't mean it's going to be like that permanently. I mean, it depends on how I'm feeling. But today, today I like right. Wally more than Up. And I just love the soundtrack, too. All the feelings. Yeah. I mean, and that's another movie that goes through a string of feelings with no lyric songs. Well, they mm-hmm. have they have one song. Isn't they have like well, Bobby on Rosen? Or they something? have a, they have two. Um, oh, or three. Okay. <clears throat> they have put on your Sunday clothes. Yeah. Which oh. is the start of the movie. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> Out there. <laughs> um, the only lyric we know, by the way. <laughs> Oh, put on your Sunday clothes. There's lots of world out there. Oh yeah, oh. that's good. Um, Lovey and Rose, yeah, the Louis Armstrong song, and then um, I think it was uh, Peter Gabriel who does the um, yeah, Peter Gabriel does the the credit song, which I guess doesn't really count. Down to Earth, which was a unique song for that movie. But yeah, everything else, the other two were yeah. in other <clears throat> movies or just already existed. Yeah, this is Thomas Newman who also did Finding Nemo. Oh, I yeah. love funny. Yeah. That's a good one. Jan, how about you? <sighs> six was... I was going back and forth. Do I think we're on seven, right? Uh, well, oh, no, it is six. You're right. Six, yeah. I'm, a, I'm totally confused. Number <laughs> well, six, you're right. I didn't put them in rankings. Uh, you're okay. <laughs> right. This is, this is us coming back to haunt me. Okay, <laughs> number six. Um, I went back and forth because I think... If I'm allowed, may I tie for my sixth place? For two, because I have two different ones. I'm not and your yeah. boss. <laughs> well, no, it's your podcast, and I want to be polite. Yeah, go for it. Um, Hunchback of Notre Dame and yeah. Robin Hood. Okay. And they're Aww. two completely different <laughs> ones. And the reason why – you'll see when I get to my top five why they're the top five. But I feel like Hunchback is classic. Mm-hmm. You know those songs. You know that soundtrack. Bells of Notre Dame. I listen to it. I oh. get goosebumps. Yes. Even the sanctuary when he saves Esmeralda and he's holding her at you know at Notre Dame. That gives me goosebumps. Hellfire. Goosebumps. Oh, yeah. That entire soundtrack just gives me goosebumps. Yeah. So I have it on my list a, too. Yeah. It's yeah. a mm-hmm. powerful, powerful soundtrack. Robin Hood on the complete opposite side <laughs> is so whimsical that it's just... Like you're just—it's just a fun little like soundtrack. It's like Robin Hood, Little John, walking through the forest. It's like everybody knows that 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 theme song, like those songs. And I know they're like—I know it's like two ends of the spectrum. They're very opposite. They're very very opposite. But again, when you hear the top five, you'll kind of understand. And I—I didn't want to leave them both out because they're both really good good soundtracks. All right. So I'm definitely gonna talk about Hunchback more. Yeah, and that's why I also figured. I figured somebody else might have Hunchback, so I was like, I want to give Robin Hood a little bit of a yeah, right. Because it is a it is a good soundtrack. I know it came out in like 1973, so I know it's a you know. You mean it wasn't in the 90s? (laughs) But it's it's a fun, playful soundtrack. You know, compared to like. I feel like Hunchback is, like, aggressive, like, an aggressive, in-your-face, yeah. I'm going to give you all the emotions every time you hear a song soundtrack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, Hunchback, I agree, I agree with you, it's, like, a lot of emotions, but it has the lyrics there, and it tells you exactly yeah. what you're supposed to feel it's, in the lyrics. It's the Disney music, it's the Disney animated musical. That's what I consider mm-hmm. it as. Like, it's a musical. Mm-hmm. I know they're all musicals in a sense, like, they all have, like, yeah. you know, supercalifragus, but I feel like the story, those... Those songs that are in there, I feel like, are add-ons. Yeah. Right? This is the only movie that I can think of, and correct me if I'm wrong, where the story is told through the songs. You are wrong, and I will get to that. Which, okay. Yeah, Joanna will definitely, wait, wait for her number one. That's why I said, that's why I said, wait for her number one. I, feel like. I will get to that. 
<laughs> You're really milking this phrase. <laughs> oh, man. That's why I said, I feel. <laughs> and you also said, correct me if, if I'm wrong. wrong. Yeah. And I know, and I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I agree Next time, you. just go with it. Just, that's that's just your keep answer. Keep your mouth shut and keep going. <laughs> that's, okay. there's, a, there's a lot of love at this table. Don't Before worry. Before I dig the grave even farther, those are my two. <laughs> number six. All right, go ahead, Sarah. What about your number six? Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, um, yes. I, Mark Mothersbaugh was the composer um, mm-hmm. for the, the soundtrack. The same guy from Devo. Same guy that did the Rugrats theme. Oh, which, wow. really? Yeah. I love that. Which <laughs> cracks me up still to this day. But, uh, again, going back to, you know, the fact that this was a soundtrack different compared to the last two from Dark World and from the very first Thor. It went away from the more... Um, traditional uh, instrumental themes for what you got the feel of Asgard for, and then what you got the feel for both like Asgard, Midgard, mixing in the other realms and stuff. Um, it gave you the the sense that okay, yep, we're no longer on Asgard, we're no longer on Earth, we are out in space, we're somewhere else. The there's all the bright colors and more in your face kind of personas, and even with the underlying dark issues going on with the storyline that, you know, ends up ending pretty dark, in yep. my opinion, yeah, regardless, no. because you watch, as, you know, Asgard get destroyed, you watch... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and then, you know, basically how it helped leads into, you know, the big one, Infinity War, but it was just the the soundtrack itself was one of those ones where it, like, made me stop in theaters as I'm watching and go, huh, that's different. I I like that. And I actually, I have, you know, all three Thor movie soundtracks on my Spotify play- playlist for sure. when I, you know, run and have to keep my mind distracted doing something else. But yeah, Ragnarok is definitely, I think above the other two Thor soundtracks for me, that's the one that's going to take it would yeah. be, yeah, Ragnarok. Yep, Sarah, you and I are kindred spirits right now. I'm going to take that baton um, and go to my Marvel one, which I have as number six, um, which is literally taking the baton because it's Infinity War. Uh, <laughs> no spoilers on that one. No, I, I promise one, yeah. uh, for anyone who's listening who hasn't seen the movie, I'm not going to spoil it. Um, and I really thought hard about how to say this without spoiling it. But obviously the movie was uh, one that fans were expecting. Um, as a big as a big movie, we knew it was going to be probably darker than the others, which you know it, it was. Uh, you know, regardless of what you may or may not know about the movie, you probably know it's a little bit darker for the Marvel movies. Um, and there are definitely songs in the score that enhance that. And it's Alan Silvestri who did the Avengers soundtracks, a lot of the Avengers soundtracks, including the original Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you have the Avengers themes in there, and that kind of lightens everything up a little bit. But um, <clears throat> those of you who have seen the movie, I'm going to give you three song titles to listen to that don't give away the, th- the theme of the plot at all. Um, Luke's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Luke's dad. Uh, Luke, I am your father. Listen to that one. <laughs> the three are Even For You, What Did It Cost, and Porch. Those three are epic. So that's probably my favorite new soundtrack. Yeah, well, I'm going to probably jump back on that one because that's a little bit higher up on my countdown. Because <laughs> I had a first specific song title. It's between the two one. of them. You want to go? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm also, next is on my list is actually one that Jen talked about. So oh, we, can, we can jump around a little bit. Um, but we'll definitely, when we get back around to you, Sarah, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about it when yeah. it comes down to it on your list. Um, whichever number it comes down to. Getting ready. 
All right, Joanna. <laughs> We're rounding out to the top five. Go ahead, Here number go. five. Who's going? You. 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 <laughs> You're the one who did the drum roll. I guess so. Don't wait for it. I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we will get to that. I don't think we will. It's not <laughs> Disney related, but go ahead. <laughs> All right, I was uh, flipping back and forth between my f- number five and number four, but I'm officially putting Toy Story as my number five. Got Toy Story one, two, three. No, Toy Story. Origi- Just Toy Story. Original okay. Toy Story. All right. I'm there. I'm, I'm listening. I'm with you. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> You're with me? I'm with you. <laughs> We're going on this journey together. Um, oh, what were the two songs? There's also the Pizza Planet loop for a while, but oh. it was still existent. True. Very true. Love Pizza Planet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I Will Go Sailing No More. Aww. That was the song that I was like, oh, Buzz. And you know, obviously, if you've heard me on uh, Matthew's podcast before, Buzz is my favorite Disney character, period, right now. <laughs> and you choose his midlife crisis as your favorite song. I am Mrs. Nesbitt. <laughs> and I choose his midlife crisis. But it was a very eye-opening moment for Buzz. And that song gives you so many feelings. And I'm all about those. Even if they're negative feelings, I still love the, the strong emotions that are behind that song. And you got a friend in me. Uh, strange things are happening to me. Oh man! That's a good song I too. mean, how could you? I love every single one of those songs. Uh, Randy Newman, Newman. yes, yeah, Randy. who is the brother of Thomas Newman. For those of you who didn't know, but who's Thomas Newman? So Joanna he did Wally. Know. He did, did Funny he? Nemo. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, he did. He did a lot of the. They're like two brothers that do different soundtracks. Two brothers. Two brothers on their way. Sounds like a pizza place. <laughs> Two brothers. It is. around the corner. <laughs> Two brothers. <laughs> Two brothers. Uh, oh, All right, Jen. So I really want to hear your top five. Okay. So what's number five for you? All right. I, I might get some. I might get some like, negative feedback. You, you can't on this preface one. for that with this, but yeah. go ahead. It's it's Lion King for number five for me. Oh, uh, you're gonna get some hate for me. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know it's. <laughs> That's it's all right. I'm glad you didn't steal my number one. But no, no, no. I, spoiler alert. And I know, like, <laughs> no one heard you. It's fine. Um, I know it's such a great soundtrack. I'm not knocking that it's a beautiful soundtrack. I, it, personally, for me, there's four more that just kind of, like, topped it out. I, only because I think that Lion King, because it's so iconic, kind of gets overplayed sometimes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's only my opinion. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. One, of the, one of my favorite songs is <laughs> Be Prepared. Uh. Because Scar is actually my favorite villain. It's like him and Ursula, but I love Scar because I think I identify with him because I feel like I'm surrounded by a bunch of hyenas sometimes. Well, you do have three dogs. Yeah, there they are. And Um, a husband. He's part of that, too. Um, But I, I, I think that the iconicness of Lion King will keep it in the top five. But I think Disney music has come such a long way since Lion King Mm -hmm. and has evolved so much that I in my my thought process, there's a little bit more that's better than The Lion King. Yes. Still one of the greatest soundtracks of all time between, you know, the opening Circle of Life and even the second and the third, Lion King 2 and Lion King 1 and a half still had very decent soundtracks. So, <laughs> but I'll let you take the baton on I that will, one. I will talk I up Lion King all day long. I know. That's why I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to say it's number five, be prepared, and we're going to... Do you know the, the fun fact about be prepared? I might. Do you know who did the voice of Scar? James. Uh, yeah. So his voice uh, basically was shot halfway through recording that song. So mm-hmm. they he couldn't sing the rest of it 
and it wasn't in order, but they had done segments of it. Um, so then the other segments are sung by Jim Cummings, who's like the voice of every, not every Disney character, but he does, he's got probably like one of the widest ranges of voices in voice acting period. He's done, um, Ray the Firefly from mm-hmm. Princess and the Frog. He's done Winnie the Pooh. I love Pooh. He's done the voice of Illuminations. Yeah. He's done a ton. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm bar- Darkwing Duck. Like I'm barely scratching the surface of yeah, what he's, he's done. Yeah, he's done a lot of them. No, um, I didn't know so he did. He actually there. sang half of "Be Prepared," and he's so good you can yeah. hardly tell. I, you wouldn't know. It sounds like Jeremy yeah. Irons to me. Isn't he the Cheshire Cat? He is. He plays Cheshire Cat now. Yeah. No. Okay. There's two different Cheshire yeah, no. Cats. But I remember. I remember watching on YouTube a account on all of his Cheshire voices. Cat yep. is very high on my list when it comes to characters. Yeah. But there's two very very different versions of Cheshire Cat. Yeah. That's yeah. True. <laughs> so. Sarah, what wrapped up? Uh, Wrapped up. What what topped out at your number five? Uh, going. You mentioned it earlier, Jen, with Princess and the Frog. Yeah, that's that's topping out at my number five just because um, not so much for me personally, but because of the movie, but more of my nieces. That's one of their favorite movies, and because they love it, they love singing the music, and I love the I love the soundtrack, and I love the, the movie itself. But I think for me, the reason it's at top. Number five is because of my nieces. Um, that and I like the old, old uh, French Quarter jazzy yeah. Yeah. vibe that you get back from it. Yes. And then, um, yeah, going down the bayou, dig a little deeper, Evangeline. But I think my favorite song out of that entire soundtrack is I've Got Friends on the Other Side. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. That one is one of my favorites because, like, as soon as you get to that part in the movie, you're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> There's the villain. There's the villain. This is where everything goes horribly wrong for everybody involved. But, yeah, no, I Got Friends on the Other Side is probably what not so much made the soundtrack for me as far as songs went, but it was... Silly A, such a good villain. Yeah, it was one of my favorites out of that entire soundtrack. But I think for me, it's the... uh, One, it's because it's, you know, not so much nostalgic, but it's a a connection between me and my nieces that I really love. And then, uh, two, it's, again, it's going back to that old-school, back-in-the-day, jazzy French Quarter. Just, I love that kind of music anyways. Yeah. So to hear all of that, it's a... it sits there at number five right now for me. Nice. Yeah. I mean, for me, my, uh, I I love that soundtrack as well. Um, my number five is one that repeats what, um, Jen said, which is the Hunchback of Notre Dame. This was my, uh, one of my favorites. Um, and for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned, the lyrics are really powerful and intentional. Um, I think, God Help the Outcasts is a great song. Um, Out There is amazing. And not just Hellfire, but the song is two in one. Yeah. Um, It's Heaven's Light slash Hellfire. Yeah. And I love that contrast. And it's such a significant song because of even what um, Kalopan talks about in Bells of Notre Dame, who's the monster, who's the man. Yep. Um, and heaven and hell and, and light and, and darkness and love and, and, uh, lust, (laughs) which they don't really talk too much about, but it's basically like love and lust between the two songs. Um, it is a very dark movie. Um, even the other ones like, um, a guy like you is just like a fun song. And what I love is that, uh, the court of miracles, which is a song about hanging is the comic relief, which is 
in the movie. It's not comical, but... Yeah, it's such a dark movie that you have a song. It's about Quasimodo and, um, oh my God. Um, oh my God, I was going to say Phineas, but that's Phineas. (laughs) Are you talking... Quasimodo, we're talking about which other Phoebus. Phoebus. Yeah. Phoebus. Yes. I'm like, it's not Philip. I'm like, this. I'm going Phineas. I'm like, Phineas yeah. and Ferb. I'm still confused by the fact that there's a hanging laughter. No, no, it's the Court of Miracles. miracles. They, hang, they talk about hanging them. Yeah, they're, they're about jo- to hang them the, for entering their, their. It's a joking, it's done in a joking wow. way. Yeah. Playful, like, if you listen to the lyrics. They hang you, and they're yeah. just like, and you're like, oh. You're in the Court of Miracles where it's a miracle if you get out alive. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have never noticed. <laughs> so you're going to hang. We're going to be listening to the song later. It's, uh, yeah, well, it's a but it's the comic relief in the movie. It's so weird. One of the comic relief songs in the movie. Yeah. A guy like you, I think, is a really good That's comic a good song. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's just like a lighthearted, upbeat, confidence building song. Um, I like that and song And I love too. the fact that it was um, the guy from Seinfeld who did it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He has my favorite line in that song, too, which is, um, Paris, the city of lights, is glowing this evening. Yeah. True, that's because it's, it's on, on fire. fire. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sitting out there. I love that he's, like, roasting a hot dog. Roasting a hot dog. <laughs> like, never mind the fact that he's probably 500 feet in the air. He just takes a hot dog thing out, and it comes back completely roasted. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. All right, let's move along. Number four. Lilo and Stitch. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yes. Um, as soon as I hear any one of those songs, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Elvis Presley, but I love Elvis Presley in Lilo and Stitch. It's just perfect. The Hawaiian roller coaster ride. Uh, hey, me, Lilo. The Hawaiian songs that are hard to pronounce, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah, but all of them are just so classic and so good. I just yeah. love bopping along to them, and I just want to... I would love to have one of the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that Lilo makes for Pudge the fish. fish. Yeah. But I, even though I hate peanut I butter. I even like peanut butter I and jelly. I hate peanut butter and jelly, but the fact that Lilo made it for Pudge. And he's like, I can't feed Pudge tuna. <laughs> just, Do you know what Pudge is? A fish? He's a fish. <laughs> <laughs> love, love, love so much. And the score is good, too. And that's done by Ellen Silvestri, who also did Avengers. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. Look at that. It's coming around. I also mm. love Avengers. But yeah, my number four is Lilo and Stitch. Nice. Yep. Jan, what's your number four? I'm I'm like really curious about your list since you put Lion King behind all these. So. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. Blow me out of the water with these. Well, Let's go. I don't know if I, I don't know if this one will. Um, but in my book, I love the Tangled soundtrack. Okay, I can live with that. I love the Tangled soundtrack. Um, I love the fact that Mandy Moore is... Mandy Moore's got a beautiful You know, voice. she's got a great voice. She is Rapunzel, and she continues singing it. Um, again, most of the soundtrack being done by Alan Menken, who, you know, as we know in any in any of the Disney worlds, is, is a phenomenal, you know, composer and songwriter. He does... I One of the songs that stands out to me in this one is At Last I See the Light. Yeah. Because that that's just a really pretty song, and it just it, it brings me back to being in Disney and, and getting and seeing the lanterns up yeah. there, and it's it's you know them realizing that they were really looking for each other, not freedom, not money. It's all about realizing what's really true important, love. like true love. But I also <laughs> adore Mother Knows Best <laughs> because it's like. Don't take this the wrong way, Mom, but sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the story of my childhood. <laughs> um, you know, best. listen to, to your mother. mother. <laughs> like, just like growing up and like, I, you know, like I love my mom. My mom's one of the greatest people on the planet. But, you know, there's just some days when you're a kid and you're a teenager and you're like, 
why are you telling me these things? Are you making up lies about outside? Is, you know, but it's just kind of like a fun little like growing up song about don't go outside. It's not good. Stay with your mother forever. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, yeah. like, yeah, that would probably be like something my, my mom would sing to me at one point. I love you, yeah. mom. It's nothing personal. Just for whatever reason pops into my head. But, my mom um, still says that to me. So I yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> I, it's, you know, and um, one of the songs I love is when they're in the kingdom, when she first goes back to the kingdom mm-hmm. and they do that whole kingdom dance song. Where That's she's, a really good one. Yeah. It's just the instrument, like the instrumental yeah. and she's drawing and yeah. she's dancing with Flynn at the end. And it's, it goes through the whole like sequence of her being there to like at the end where they get to the, you know, releasing the lanterns. I think it's just called kingdom dance. It though. is. It's called yeah. kingdom dance. Yeah. It's actually, I, I run to it every so often cause it's just an upbeat it is. little thing where you can just kind of like get lost in the music. And you don't have to worry about lyrics. So what about I got a dream? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love I got a dream because <laughs> just the sheer fact that it's like, I do love breaking fevers. <laughs> you guys are so like thuggy, but you're like collecting unicorns. <laughs> so it's, like that iron, like like ironic song. Yeah. But I love Flynn's little interlude where he's just kind of like, I just want an island of my own, tan and rested and alone, <laughs> surrounded by enormous piles of money. <laughs> I'm like, I can relate to you. <laughs> I just want an island to myself. <laughs> so tangled is. Oh, like adulthood. Oh, 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 adulting. <laughs> So that's that's my number four. I'm nice. gonna try to wow you with my other three. You better. <laughs> no, you don't have to. I don't know. I, <laughs> Just wow the listeners. I'll wow the listeners. Yeah. Well, they'll be like, no, we still don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> they probably stopped listening after yeah. you said the Lion King is Lion King five. five clicks. <laughs> Sorry. Sarah, what's your number four? Move on. Oh, that's Very so good. good. Move on. Um, Every not, dance you come yeah. up with, I'm like, oh. Move on. One of those soundtracks where it's like. You like the instrumental because it's going back to, you know, China. It's the old school. Like, I can't even say old school because they still use the same instruments as they <laughs> when they play their music. It's using the Chinese instruments, you know, the, their stringed ones, their, their winds. But then you get the fun little, like, songs in between. I'm just like, you and know. Anytime somebody says, let's get down to business, and you reply with to beat the hunt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the hunt. It's you know? just expected. <laughs> Even though, you know, again, Mulan was a 90s movie. Was it? <laughs> Growing up in the, the 90s. 90s. <laughs> you know, um, having all those like real quick little bits and pieces thrown in that you were just like, you could relate to it because there was like pop culture like shoved in your face without really being shoved in your face. <laughs> You know, with Mushu being up on top of the roof at the end where he's got, like, the, the bat wings from the kite. And they're like, you're worst are you? You're worst nightmare. I'm like, that's Batman. Like, <laughs> even as a kid, I'm like, I don't understand why you're doing this. But, uh, yeah, you know, having, you know, uh, I'll Make a Man Out of You is, like, one of my yeah. all-time favorite songs. Um, yeah. You know, just everything about that. Even, uh, you know, her, her song that she sings, Reflection. Yeah. And then at the very, very end, like the end credit song was Stevie Wonder and 98 Degrees. Like every time I hear that song, I'll be like, Mulan. You sure it's not Boys to Men? No, it's 98 Degrees. <laughs> I know my boy band. <laughs> Growing up in the 90s. <laughs> but yeah, Mulan's going to be making a comeback right now. Yeah, like, Hold on, the Backstreet Boys are back? <laughs> you guys are 50. Wait, Backstreet's back? All right. <laughs> it's another podcast. Thanks. But yeah, Mulan's Not a Disney four. podcast. <laughs> Mulan's number four for me. Mulan's a great answer. Yeah. Um, my number four, this is where I was going to go with my favorite for, like, pulling on your heartstrings, and I was originally going to say Up, 
but I did have a backup because I had a feeling someone would say up. Um, and my backup wasn't Wally because Wally's actually a really great answer. But uh, I had to go with an obscure answer. <clears throat> Mine was saving Mr. Banks. Oh, oh yeah. Pull it your heart straight. It that does. so good. Yeah. Um, saving Mr. Banks was a... Uh, I can't remember the names of all the songs, but it's uh, it's Thomas Newman again. Mm-hmm. So he had done Finding Nemo and Wally, so it's a similar sort of uh, sound and tone to it. But it's one of the things that made that movie so powerful, you know, and that's the story of how Mary Poppins came into uh, the Walt Disney Company and the story of um, <clears throat> just uh, that that whole, like, power struggle that they had trying to get the rights to, uh, to Mary Poppins. Um, and uh, P.L. Travers and her struggles growing up um, and why Mary Poppins was so important to her. Uh, you know, Thomas Newman did a really great job of, of conveying that emotion through the music. Um, and every time I listen to that soundtrack, it's, uh, it's definitely a, a dramatic, uh, dramatic soundtrack to listen to. So that was uh, my number four. Now we're top three. Top three. Top, top three. This is this is where uh, this is where it gets real people. Where it gets, I thought like <laughs> I think this is where it gets to be like you know personal stuff. Yeah. Like oh that movie touched you in such a way that you just no other movie is going to be able to recreate that for you. Yeah. Right. I feel like that's what our top threes are. All right. They're so gonna, let's let's kick it off. Unique. I'm sure. Well, mine, I guess, yeah, mine I guess unique. for mine, my number three. Here it comes. Is the Lion King. Yep. My number three. I know. I knew it wasn't your number one, which it's, is fine. It's not my number one. It's not my number two, but number three for sure. I now know your number one and number two. Well, yeah. <laughs> I like well, it. Now I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, Jen took over the Lion King, and Matt took over the Lion King, so I don't have to be redundant. I haven't say. even talked about the Lion King. Yeah, yet. we I haven't gotten the doors wide open for Matt. To talk well, about all right, but I'm going to continue to leave the door open for Matt to talk about the, how wonderful the Lion King is, but. You know, can you feel the love tonight? Circle of life, Hakuna Matata. Oh, it means no worries, you know. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. For the rest of, of your, your days. days. That's, That's my number three. three. All right. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Shannon, well, what about you for number open, three? Leaving it open for you, man. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. I know. Gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna have nothing to talk about, which is fine. Because <laughs> Lion King deserves to be talked about it a does. lot. Another curveball. Big Hero Six. All right. I can can get it. I I love Big Hero 6. Um, I did love that movie. First of all, I'm a huge Fall Out Boy fan, so Immortals Uh, right away. I can listen to that song of my car ride in. That is good. That whole five-minute car ride. That whole Um, five-minute car ride. Immortals, going with the movie, and just like that part where they're becoming the superheroes, the way it was put into that movie, it was... You so know, strong. So strong. And it was a great, like, addition to the soundtrack. Um, Henry Jackman doing most of the soundtrack for that mm-hmm. one. But I also love, like, the combination of the the Chinese, like, the, the Japanese culture mm-hmm. from, like, the Tokyo side, but then also Americanized for the, the San, San Francisco, Francisco side. So yep. I kind of like... San Francisco. San Francisco. San Francisco. <laughs> um, kind love, of how, like, love. mixed it was. And again, the, this movie and the soundtrack, you went through a roller coaster ride of emotions. You know, Tadashi dying? Yeah. Uh, my soul Whoa, was ripped spoilers, out. Spoilers, spoilers. Sorry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Well, those who haven't seen the movie don't know who Tadashi is, yeah, so you that's know fine. Who Tadashi is. They're next door neighbor, it's fine. <laughs> um, you know, my soul was ripped out when, when that happens, and then, you know, the feeling the music with it, and when he's building the microbots, like, it's fast paced and techy, yeah. so, you know, you get into the. It's, it's a movie where the music matches the actions, yep. and it's just timed perfectly. So I, I really appreciated the movie for that, but, you know, Fallout Boy being one of the 
the songs on yeah. there, I think, personally knocks it up a few a few levels for me. I know I know some of you are like, no, nah, Lion King's still better. <laughs> um, but, uh, I'm just saying it with my eyes, that's yeah. all. <laughs> As the lasers come out of them and aim for my head. <laughs> um, oh, Big Hero 6. Big Hero, I just... Big Hero 6 was just that different, unique movie soundtrack Mm -hmm. that I didn't know I thought I needed until I heard it. Yes. (laughs) And I I just appreciate it. So most of of these songs are actually on my run out, my run, my Disney run podcast, not podcast, uh, Spotify. That's right. You're, I know you listen to the podcast. I do. I do. I do listen to this podcast when I run. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I do. Sarah, what's your number three? Uh, going back to Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse the Black Pearl. Yep, the original. Because that's the original, and yes, the iconic piece from that entire soundtrack is He's a Pirate, where like it's basically the main theme of, that's carried throughout the entire franchise. Yes. It's as soon as you hear that, you know exactly what's either on TV, what's being talked about, what's about to happen. And again, that's another song that as soon as I hear it, like pop up on my Spotify or just it's actually in like my iTunes library. Like, I don't know, something about that song. You want to become a pirate. Yeah, it's the built, it's the beginning part of it. It's kind of like that slow intro. And then all of a sudden when it just hits with the punch, you're just like, I'm a pirate. I'm going to go fight. Goodbye. And, you know, like, (laughs) I don't know. For me, when I would like think one of the first times I actually used it on a run playlist was running my first half marathon and coming around on that last leg, like it popped up on my music list and it was just like when it hit, like the way that the tempo and the beat and it's just the way that music can pull you into a whole other world. I was like, go. The genius of Hans Zimmer. I love that soundtrack and like all the other soundtracks from all the other Pirates movies are all good um, going back to like you know at World's End the Davy Jones theme yep with the the music box and all that like there's just some great pieces yes. throughout every single one of the movies but for me it's Curse the Black Pearl and it's that one single title track He's a Pirate mm-hmm. but yep it's yeah. just, that's, that's a good one yeah that, that, that's number three for me I love that um my number three is a curveball. Oh. Actually, I think Big Hero Six is a big curveball, so I can't, I can't, I can't say that mine's even more of a big uh, curveball. But mine is like I put it under the category of the most innovative soundtrack. And that's number three for me, and that is Black Panther. Okay, Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. When I watched the movie, I was so drawn by the soundtrack, and I was impressed by how they were able to. And I didn't know too much about the composer beforehand, who's um, Ludwig Göransson. But he combined traditional African music with hip hop, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. so clever, so well done. Um, and I, in preparation for this podcast episode, I wanted to at least look a, a little bit more about how he did that. And he actually did go to Africa. He studied traditional African music, which he had never done before, but it was in preparation for this movie. Um, and then he did, did add in those elements of hip hop. Um, and he actually talked about specifically how he created the sound for T'Challa because it's important to have a sound for especially the main character. All the themes. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And he started by, he said that the most um, uh, powerful instrument and the one that, uh, I forgot the name of the guy who he followed around, but um, how he started his concerts was with this what's called a talking drum which is that like it sounds very tribal Mm -hmm. um and he said i'm gonna have six of them so he had like six talking drums playing the same exact thing but like it builds from just one person doing it to two to three to four to five to six and then he added elements of like bass to get the hip-hop um and then horns 
to get the regal side of it. So nice. he combines like traditional African music with bass for hip hop and then horns for the, the royal sound. So I love how he created the T'Challa. And then for um, the soundtrack, we have Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love all the songs in it, um, but I love Pray For Me. And that's yeah. one of the songs on my my run playlist. Is it's such a gee, we're running a lot, guys. I know, <laughs> but we're preparing Except for, for Run Joanna. Disney. Joanna yeah. doesn't run. No, you ran the other day. I ran one mile. It's it's you still <laughs> ran. Still ran. Probably more than what a lot of people do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you run less than a mile, let us know. Let's yeah. boost Joanna's confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet that, please. Um, I ran one mile one time. <laughs> Six years. Used ago. to run all the time. Let's not be. Let's not be silly. I will say that that is probably my favorite soundtrack from the Marvel. Yeah, universe. Black yes. Panther's so good. I, I completely agree. With that. Yeah, I would. I, I definitely think it's high up there. I mean, you have the iconic. You have Captain America. Yeah. You have like the iconic ones. Way to go, Joanna. Joanna sharpened her phone. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, never mind. But I think that's, that was just for the uniqueness. I think I can agree with you on that one. It's yeah. Definitely a good soundtrack. So innovative. All right, John, what's your number three? No, we're on a two. Sorry, number two. two. Sorry, number two. I am up to my number two. We're on the top two. Top two. two. Wow. And like I said, when you get when you get to the top, like, three here. It gonna, gets tough. It gets personal. It gets personal. Mm-hmm. Right? It gets personal. So my number two is Tarzan. And it's really, it's a, it has a lot to do with my dad because he loves Phil Collins. And when, when Tarzan came out, don't remember the year it came out. 1999. 1999. Growing up in the 90s. <laughs> I think it's At this point, it's like if you're growing right. up in the 2000s. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I think it was. It was right before I'm double checking because yeah. I know it was the late yeah. 90s. When it came out, my dad loved that movie, and he wanted to watch it all the time. And it, that was the first time I realized that he, like, liked the same things that I liked. So it make, it remind all of those songs just remind me of my me and my dad's relationship. But my favorite is probably "Strangers Like Me." Mm. It's mm-hmm. just classic, and I think that I could listen to that all day and just reminisce. Just love that. Sorry, Jen. No, actually, the way you said it, I'm actually switching my my top one of my top two. I'm gonna go Tarzan for my number two as well. Wow. Yeah. Um, Anything to add on what you want to say? Well, it wasn't it wasn't so much a personal thing for me versus like that soundtrack is the is the only soundtrack besides my number one that I have every song every song yeah. From instrumental to lyrical, I have all of them. Trash in the can. Yeah, trash. You know, any son of man. It's, Son of Man. That soundtrack was was practically perfect. It really was. And the way Phil Collins had done it, where he just, you have all the different, uh, the one where he, it's the Son of Man, but it's at the end where he and Jane are together. Well, and they the go price, up and they see, yeah. the, they see the birds, like the birds of paradise are in. Yes. You know, how it can just switch from fun and playful to a loving moment. Um, You'll Be In My Heart, though, is, I think, yeah. one of my favorites. And, um... You know, I, my husband and I, Tyler, and I love the soundtrack itself, so it's it's definitely in my top two. But I switched my top two from in my top one for something you said, and I'll explain when we get to my my number one. Okay. We'll, uh, All right, I'm anxious now. <laughs> <laughs> you probably already know, but it's cool. <laughs> I, I I knew from the moment that I I like mentioned this, I'm like I already know Jen's gonna put for to number it, one. Though. There's a curveball to it. All right. All right. Uh, Sarah, what's your number two? So number two, going back to the Marvel Universe yes. right now, Infinity War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, like Joanna said, some of the, the top ones get personal. Infinity War, even though it's <clears throat> a new movie, in Marvel itself and the comic book characters, that's personal to me because I grew up with them. 
And, I, and as a kid growing up with those characters, I identified with a lot of them. So a lot of things that happened in the movie broke me as a, the inner kid in me. Broke a lot of it broke a lot of people. But for me, it was a lot harder mm-hmm. because I, I read Infinity Gauntlet. So I know the whole storyline. Mm-hmm. I've read Infinity Legacy. I've read basically a lot of the stuff that they're taking the themes from. So to see a lot of the stuff that happened in the movie on screen, kind of like it. It's powerful. It was one of those moments where like, you're like, it's a movie. It's a movie. But at the same time, it just, it hurt. And I would like to point out that you cried. I did. The last 15 minutes of the movie, I was in tears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a specific moment in the movie that I literally broke because mm-hmm. it, it hurt. I already knew what was going to happen because it was a death I knew about from the comics, but it hurt to see it mm-hmm. because it's it's a very personal childhood memory. And then, um, but the, the soundtrack for Infinity War, the way that they took the original Avengers theme and wove it into these different title tracks that played throughout specific spots in the movie it gave me chills. Mm-hmm. There's a, a moment towards the end in one of the big battles that you see happen in the trailers where it's in Wakanda. There's a moment in that fight where you hear the buildup and then you hear like the the way that they build this the the score, it's like it's depressing because you're just like, oh my God, oh my God, they're not gonna win. There's no way they're gonna win. And then you just all of a sudden you hear that shift and you start to hear the Avengers theme and then when that moment hits like the way that it hit and it struck and like the sound just explodes from the music like it gave you even though it's a movie again you get sucked into it it gave you hope mm-hmm. and it's it's one of those things where that a soundtrack and music can actually yank that out of you so infinity infinity war soundtrack right now is now that we've discussed the movie on a philosophical level yeah. Without spoilers, just impressive. No, yeah, I can, I can, I can go deep philosophical ones all. I think, I think, book stuff. I think maybe like in uh, six months when I'm when I'm confident that if you haven't seen the movie, you should have by now. Yeah. Yeah. we'll do an episode. We'll yeah. talk about it a little mm-hmm. bit more. But yeah, there's 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 one specific part in the movie where that that soundtrack just it punches me in the chest every time I hear it. And I actually I went back and I watched on YouTube a. Uh, it wasn't so much an actual video as it was just the audio you got to listen to when they labeled specific points in the movie, the crowd reaction from the theater. Yeah. And it's that, again, it's that one moment in the movie for me, the explosion of the audience flipping out. The moment you started crying. No, no, no. Oh, okay. It was... She was it's, crying it's before, during, she was it's, yeah, before that. It's, it's, it's during the Battle of Wakanda, oh, yeah. basically. But it's yeah. that one specific moment where you just hear everybody erupt. You can't even hear the dialogue anymore in the audio or the music. You just... When you hear everybody erupt, you know exactly what's going on if you've seen the movie already. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just... If you haven't, go see it. Yeah. You need to see this see movie but if you haven't seen this movie. The way that they took, like, the lighter themes of the Avengers theme itself and wove it into what essentially is a very dark darker music because of the the theme of the movie itself and what goes on but it's just that one avengers theme again just carrying through and it just it hits you and it's the way that they did the infinity war soundtrack right now it's sitting at number two just because uh, that that sits there more at a childhood personal level so it's intense. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I totally we agree with you. the podcast I, that one? We have like, to know our number ones. <laughs> we do. And I haven't, I haven't even done my number two yet. <laughs> I'm not going to spend too much time on this one because I know that everybody wants to hear the number one. And it's also is going to be someone's number one. But my number two is my favorite for songwriting, which is Moana. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda is brilliant at writing songs. Mm-hmm. I didn't even... Uh, I had heard the Hamilton soundtrack because <clears throat> it was, you know, super popular. 
I didn't know who wrote Moana. I don't know how I didn't know who wrote it, but I watched Moana and I immediately knew it was him just because he has a very distinct way of writing songs. And then I heard his voice and then I confirmed it even more. Um, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> what can you say about you're welcome? <laughs> Fuck you, say what you're welcome. All this, every single one of those songs is catchy. It'll be stuck in your head, which is a trademark of Lynn. Um, and I also love um, Ali'i Cravalho, who is the voice of Moana. Yeah. She has a really beautiful voice, and she's sung that at, like, yeah, I think she's sung it at 15. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And really impressive voice, and um, obviously she's now, even the movie is kind of like an idol for uh, a lot of young kids and girls especially, so... Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that because uh, I know that Joanna is probably going to talk about it some more. So why don't we go to number one? My number one is Moana. <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> um, I love that movie. I love the music. I love the theme. I love the I love Lin Manuel Miranda so much. He he says exactly what I want to say. In <laughs> if if I were to write lyrics, they would be the exact same lyrics that Lin would write. Already, like he took the words out of my mouth. So this is part I tell you that I met him. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Please continue. No, no, you continue with yours. I love. Lin- I think this is an after podcast I, discussion. I love Lin Manuel Miranda's music. I love the way that he writes songs that are so lyrical because you know I I love music, and I was never I was never into the the strings like Sarah was saying and like the 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 sounds, and I I could never really hear. The philosophical, the philosophical half, half, yeah. half of, of music, <laughs> but I do understand and I and I memorize very easily lyrics to songs. And so when I heard Moana, the Moana soundtrack for the first time, um, and I, I think I heard the soundtrack even before I saw the movie, I loved every moment, everything about that. I mean, even the even the songs that are in um, the other language. Um, no, yeah, I forgot the name of the language. It's not it's it's not a it's, common language. I think it's no. like it's it's, it's a form of Polynesian. It's a form it starts of with L and L. I forgot. I'm gonna look it up while you're talking. Okay, you look it up while I'm talking about it. But it, I love everything. the The visuals in the movie, the the lyrics, the sounds, everything is perfect. Everything is perfect about that movie, and I can I can rewatch that every day of my life and just mm-hmm. be so happy. I'm not gonna find this quickly enough. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's like. So. I'll, I'll put it in the podcast notes. <laughs> or if anybody it, knows. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, wait, wait. It's uh, the lyrics are in English, Samoan, and Tokaluan. Sorry, I butchered that. I'm not. Try spelling that. T O K. No, you're reading it off the computer, and then everybody else. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, yeah, Jane, what's I, don't your number th- one? I don't I already know what it is, but. surprised anybody, but there is a little bit of a curveball to it. Okay. Um, of course, if you've heard me on the first podcast, you know who my favorite character is, so it goes without saying that Beauty and the Beast is my favorite. Yeah. Favorite soundtrack. But it is the live version that I enjoy more than the animated version. You're joking. No. <laughs> and here's why. Go I on. love the animated version. They love it. Um, it's the Beast thing, isn't it's, it? Yeah. It's the Beast song. It's, right. it's the Beast song. Oh, yeah. um, right. They elevated what I already thought was a, an amazing soundtrack to something that was next level. They took a lot of the original songs, um, even the one that they did with Belle and her father, Maurice, um, the song that they were doing, How Does a Moment Last Forever?, they elevated that moment that was a five to ten minute moment in the animated film to something that was a, was a moment that you don't forget, you know, and it built character between Belle and her father that you don't necessarily see in the animated feature. 
Um, you know, there's obviously a deep love for, you know, her father because of what she does in the film, but I think capturing that in that song was amazing. I think Emma Watson lived up to the expectations of singing as Belle. I think when I when I heard first heard her being Belle, I was hesitant. And I'm like, hmm, how is she going to sound? Um, and I think she took her voice and, and made it her own and made it Belle. And it was, I you know, I, I appreciate her for that. But let me tell you, that B song <laughs> was what Dan, what, what he did was, I, I, I think that's the one thing I, I watch over and over and over again. Because, again, you took a moment that was a blip in the movie where he just roars as she leaves and turned it into something where you're just like, what just what just happened? Like it's it's breathtaking, it's mesmerizing. Um, and again, the, the Gaston song, I love that song. <laughs> I love the, I love Luke Evans and how like just they get into it and they have that whole dance scene and you're like, yeah, I'm on your side. I'm like, but you're the villain. I'm not on your side. <laughs> um, so I, I, you know, I, I have a, a soft spot for Taylor's oldest time. Obviously, um, that was my wedding song. That was the first song Tyler ever asked me to dance to. Um, Beauty and the Beast was on TV, and he asked me to dance. It was the first time we had, um, we had one of the first times we had met. Um, so obviously, it holds a very uh, you know, strong place in my heart. But this, the animated feature is high on the list. I think the live action beats it out just a little bit. Yeah, I told you I had a little bit of a curveball to it. That <laughs> honestly surprised me. So good yeah. job. <laughs> this song is so good. Yeah, yeah Evermore is the name, right? Evermore. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Dan Stevens does it, and he has the backup. And again, like most of it's done by um, by the cast itself, but the London voices back up, so you hear all the the chorus from them. And yeah, if you haven't heard it, download it. It's a good song. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Sarah, what's your number one? Number one's a tie because. I can never pick between the two. It's so hard because they're both childhood nostalgia and they're personal. Are they philosophical? philosophical Yeah, I can get philosophical on anything. Okay, no. uh, Lion King and Nightmare Before Christmas. Wow, two months that we talked about. Lion King because, again, it's uh, it's my favorite Disney movie. It's a soundtrack I grew up with and I distinctly remember in the third grade because that was, I believe, when the movie came out for me. Um, we played that soundtrack all the time on Friday before we all left and everybody's saying I just can't wait to be king like it didn't matter if you didn't like the person sitting next to you in the other desk everybody Which sing, yeah. you don't <laughs> yeah everybody's saying that song everybody got into that song and the Lion King soundtrack is is again iconic it's one that everybody's going to recognize so that's it's number one but Nightmare Before Christmas is right there with it because that's one of my personal favorite beloved movies and just every single song from that movie sits right up there with Lion King for me so and then it's nice too with the fact that my nieces ended up liking Nightmare Before Christmas so they love singing Oogie Boogie yeah they love singing the Oogie Boogie song they love singing This is Halloween (laughs) so but because and then Danny Elfman's actually one of my all time favorite composers he's great Danny Elfman uh, Hans Zimmer John Williams those are Three of my top favorites. <clears throat> they are on my list as well. Yeah, so it's 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 a tie. I can't pick one over the other. It's both Lion King and Nightmare Before Christmas, at oh. number one. Well, let me pick it for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that was a lead-in if I ever heard one. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be on my soapbox too much. Soapbox too much for this one. But my number one is definitely the Lion King. 
Um, partially because of nostalgia. I grew up with it. It was one of my favorite movies growing up. I do think it is the best Disney movie, period, of any <coughs> Disney movie. Between animated, Pixar, live action, I think li- uh, that The Lion King is the best Disney movie. Um, and the music combines Sir Elton John and his songwriting is incredible, like Joanna said before, too. It's like you have Can You Feel the Love Tonight, you have Hakuna Matata, you have Be Prepared, like Jen said. Um, I Just Can't Wait to Be King is a great song. My personal favorite for the song songs is Circle of Life. I think that really pretty much encapsulates the theme of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um nice. And we got to hear that live at the Hans Zimmer in concert with Lebo M, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then Hans Zimmer, you have writing the score of it. And I one of the hardest songs to listen to in the soundtrack, which is still even hard to listen to to this day. I've heard it like a hundred times. is to die for oh. um, where, you know. You know, I don't think it's a spoiler alert at this point, spoiler but alert. it's involved Simba and Mufasa and a herd of wildebeest and some hyenas and Scar. Not my hyenas. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> but what I didn't know was, um, and I had seen like, you know, some YouTube videos, especially recently of Hans Zimmer talking about music that he wrote. And it's amazing because Hans Zimmer, if you know his soundtracks, most of what work he does is basically PG-13 and rated R movies. He doesn't really do the kids stuff. Um, but Lion King changed for him and you can watch again interviews of this but one because he had a daughter and he could never take his daughter to the movies that he did so he wanted an excuse to take her to a movie that he had done and kind of show off his work um and two is because he personally lost his dad when he was younger and he had heard by heart of wildebeest as as most people do Uh, (laughs) and uh he the To Die For is actually a, um, like an ode to his dad and it, the emotions he went through losing his father at a young age. So that added to that. Um, and I just love um, This Land, which is another part of the score, which is a great, great song. Um, but it's amazing how <clears throat> this soundtrack and most soundtracks, especially with Disney, here we are literally talking an hour and a half about Disney soundtracks, um, but how music really can... Uh, add to the movie and, and many times you have to see the movie to understand the emotions um, from the movie itself whether the music are with lyrics especially mm-hmm. or without um, so yeah. I think that wraps out at our, our, our top, ten. top ten yeah only took an hour and a half only <laughs> um, four of us so yeah, yeah. but uh, thank you guys for uh, for chatting with me for an hour and a half about <laughs> such a particular topic it was awesome yeah. Jen was it that bad no I mean yes no <laughs> no I mean no, yes no no it's hard because they're all, you know, there's not, yeah. how do you round it down to 10 sometimes? Yeah. You know, and the fact that some of the songs, I mean, like, Frozen wasn't brought up. Not or, at all, right? Like, Aladdin wasn't brought up. Like, yeah. how do you, and, yeah. you know. Aladdin was probably number 11. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there are people screaming at home, like, I wanted Frozen, I yeah. wanted Aladdin. I wanted, Fro- I wanted Aladdin, so it's, it's so hard to narrow it down to 10 when there's hundreds of really great
And with that, we close out episode number 20 of the Imagineer podcast. I hope you found this conversation as interesting as I did. I know it ran a little bit long, but there were just so many interesting points that were made and so many wonderful Disney soundtracks that were brought up and many surprise answers that I just wanted to keep the entire episode for you to enjoy and listen to. Again, there were so many interesting points that were brought up and I was really impressed and uh, surprised by a lot of the answers that I heard during the podcast episode, if you couldn't tell. And I want to hear from you, though, what your favorite Disney soundtracks are between, again, the live-action movies, the animated movies, and, of course, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. You heard a few mentioned in this episode, but I want to know from you because maybe we left one out, one that you absolutely love that's on the top of your list, and you're thinking, you know, Matt, Joanna, Jen, Sarah, why did you leave that soundtrack out? I definitely want to hear from you what your favorite soundtracks are, either ranked from 1 to 10 or your favorite for one thing or another based on however you want to sort this list, you can send me your feedback by either emailing me at imagineerpodcast at gmail.com or you can send me a private message on any of our social media channels, which include Facebook and Instagram, both are at Imagineer Podcast, or on Twitter at Imagineer Audio. And I'd encourage you to follow those channels. And as a reminder, we do have a closed Facebook group, which is the Imagineer Podcast Disney Fan Community. You can find that by either typing that into the Facebook search or by going to the Imagineer podcast Facebook page and clicking on the community tab on the left-hand side. That will take you over to the group. Go ahead and request access to the group. I'll go ahead and approve you as soon as I can and look forward to engaging with you in all different types of conversations about all things Disney. If you don't already subscribe to the podcast and you love the show, please do go ahead and hit that subscribe button, whether you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Podbean, whatever your preferred podcast channel is, I would encourage you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you are the first to know when a new podcast episode goes live. And if you have any Disney friends who don't listen to the show, the best thing you could do for this podcast is to share it out with your friends who love all things Disney, whether they love the parks, the movies, the soundtracks, Marvel, Star Wars, whatever they love. If they are cast members or former cast members or aspiring cast members, I'd encourage you to share it out with them. Um, Every new subscriber definitely makes a big difference. And I want to thank those of you who have already gone out there and shared out the podcast with your friends. I do see you out there and I really do appreciate it. And I also appreciate those of you who have gone onto iTunes or onto Facebook and left us a rating and a comment in either the iTunes store or on Facebook, officially reviewing us. Every review definitely helps us tremendously. And if you haven't done so already, please do take a minute. It should take you no longer than a minute to rate us on either one of those channels. Let us know what you think. I definitely thank all of you who have. And again, it really does mean the world to me. No matter where you are, folks, no matter what you're doing, I want to remind you as always that if you can dream it, you really can do it.
10,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck.